We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor here, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. Hey, I don't know about you, but my wife and I were having this discussion just the other day about the craziness. Uh, the value of the dollar has plummeted. The real value has. And we're like, what do we do? And uh, one of the things we agreed to do was educate ourselves on how to accelerate the growth of our money. And so I want to tell you about the Alpha Beta Report. Go to the alphabetareport.com. That's the alphabetareport.com. You'll see how you can take some of the money that you have sitting on the sidelines and turn it into a financial tower. The folks at Alpha Beta Report, they're keen on how to take money and grow it and to grow it legally, to grow it ethically, and to grow it exponentially. So check out the Alpha Beta Report at thealphabetareport.com. Thank you to the Alpha Beta Report team for their support of the Ohio Press Network. Speaking of the Ohio Press Network, we have published a bundle of stories on school districts like Hilliard, Olin Tangy and several others throughout the state. And uh, all of that to say, I want to welcome in Lisa Chafee. Uh, she is the executive vice president, Central Ohio Republican Council of Clubs, and president of the Hilliard Area Republican Club, director of Ohio Parents' Rights and Education. That's the key. Uh, Lisa, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you today? I'm great, Jack. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm super fantastic. I'm encouraged. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, a shocking thing for people to watch and share and watch and share, uh, particularly over the holidays. I love that it's coming out over the holidays. What are you talking about, Jack? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. 9 p.m. Sunday on Newsmax. Tell us about this, Transforming America Special. Lisa, what is that? Well, it's basically a documentary um, exposing what's going on in our schools um, there are schools that are focused on in Maine that they talk about, and then here in Ohio, they're focused on Owen Tangy, Hilliard, and um, Upper Arlington, exposing what's been going on in our schools with regards to the indoctrination and the pushing of the sexualization of our students. So is it specifically then about LGBTQ plus activism and sexualization? Does it get into other things like social-emotional learning? critical race theory, or is it really the sexualization piece? Mostly it's the sexualization part of it, but it's all intertwined. Um, and there is a mention of, now I haven't seen the entire thing yet. I've only seen clips of my part of it. But um, from what I have seen, it's mostly about the sexualization. But it, it's all intertwined. It, it all goes back to the social-emotional learning and feelings. And how is everybody feeling today? So we wrote a piece uh, back in September. Actually, it was last year. Concerned parents flood Hilliard City School Board meeting over staff-worn LGBTQ I'm Here badges. Did you get to talk about that in the special and tell our listeners what that was about? Yes, actually, it's a big part of that segment on Hilliard. 
So that badge, long story short, um, it says safe person, safe space, and the intent was to show support for the LGBT students. However, there's a QR code on it that when scanned goes to some uh, highly adult sexual content, um, and the badge implies that anybody wearing it is safe to talk to, anybody not wearing it is not safe to talk to, and as you know, we've talked many times Teachers are not trained to have conversations with our kids about sexual identity and sexuality. And we asked for those badges to be removed. It was brought in by the union president. They still are wearing the badges. However, the QR code is supposed to be covered up with tape. So it was interesting. How does a $2 badge make someone licensed in mental health issues? What if a teacher handles it the wrong way and a student hurts themselves? Uh, this is a safety issue. You still feel that way, Lisa? Very much so. And not only that, but uh, in January of this year, a teacher at Darby was fired, a male teacher, for having inappropriate relations with a female student. Imagine if that teacher had been wearing that safe, safe person badge. It, these kids, especially LGBTQ, but all kids, are vulnerable, and they look up to their teachers. They're easily influenced, and easily groomed by bad actors. So these badges open the door for that to happen. Last week, I talked about the rampant uh, abuse of students in schools across America. And I think we really have to do two things. We have to be careful and recognize that there are good people in schools who care about students, who want them to be educated, who want to protect their well-being. But there are also people in schools who are there for the wrong reason. Maybe it's a maybe it's a crime of opportunity and, and it's lust driven and it's spur of the moment or maybe it's more nefarious and there are predators who actually get into education for the purpose of assaulting students. But somewhere in the ballpark of three and a half to four and a half million students nationwide have been on the receiving end of inappropriate behavior from teachers. So is that something that you've talked with? let's say, officials at Hilliard about, and what is that response if they're answering your questions? Like, why are we so focused on sexualization when we're 31st in the world in reading, 38th in the world in math? Why are we so focused on LGBTQ plus activism? Well, I've attempted to talk to them, but since we filed our lawsuit, they've cut off communication on anything other unless it's directly related to my son. But it's a sad situation. Like you said, one in, I've read some studies, one in 10 children in this country are molested by a teacher or a school employee. Um, in the state of Ohio, uh, well, in the country last year, over 300 teachers were arrested. And last year in Franklin County, we had three arrested, one of them being in Hilliard. There's also another lawsuit in, in Southwest City against a, a male teacher for the same thing. But we really need to take a different approach. You know, look at what groups like the Boy Scouts have done. Teachers are uh, Boy Scout leaders are never left alone with a child. There's always two adults. And, and we need to do this in order to protect not just the students, but those good teachers. What if they're falsely accused of molesting a student? That's happened before. But we, we as parents have got to step up and say, hey, you know, we recognize most of the teachers are wonderful and do have the best interests but we got to protect them from the bad actors. And I fear it's going to take more lawsuits and state legislation to make this happen, to make them want to do anything. Uh, when you and I are done, next segment, I'm going to read to our listeners 
a story that Lisa Murtha wrote that is absolutely heartbreaking that happened in, in Hilliard. And it involves a middle school girl who had maybe the beginnings of gender dysphoria and the parents were not clued in. And the school received legal advice saying they didn't have to out the student. Do you have concerns after issue one's passage that a lot of secrecy involving not just abortion but all types of sexuality will be pushed under that umbrella of that individual has a right to privacy, that individual has a right to their reproductive discussions and and whatever. Do you feel that issue one is going to make what's going on in our schools more dangerous for our children? Well, it's already happening. Um, That's uh, why we need uh, the Parents' Rights Bill, HB8, passed. Uh, We have proof, even in Hilliard. um, We've seen other undercover journalists exposing where they are admitting to telling teachers and staff to not divulge to parents what's going on with their kids. So HB8 will make it so that teachers cannot, under any reason, withhold information when there is a mental health issue. Um, I spoke to the father you talked about in that interview, and that young lady, it wasn't just a concern of being LGBT. She was experiencing severe anxiety and depression, going out in the hallway and crying, and her friends were trying to convince her that she was transgender, and a teacher joined in on it. And the teachers knew she was depressed and having anxiety and didn't tell the parents simply because they thought she was transgender. Child was going to commit suicide had her friend not taken her to the counselor. So um, hopefully with HB8 getting passed, they're supposed to vote on that today. That will affect that. But it's going to be a battle. It's going to be an ultimate battle. And parents have got to stand up and protect their kids. So quick question, what is the status of your lawsuit? I was in communication with the attorney who filed the lawsuit on your behalf, and uh, it's, it's been a long time since we've uh, con- reconnected. What can you tell us about the status of that lawsuit and what it is? And about a minute. Well, I hate to do this about a minute. Yep, yep, yep. Real quick, um, we're suing because they are withholding information and violating uh, parental rights with uh, using the proposed Title IX changes. But uh, we have re- we had to rewrite it. Our attorney did. And so we are waiting for the judge to rule on the district's petition to dismiss our case. Any idea when that ruling will come down? I have no idea. It's federal court yep. and they take their good old sweet time. Lisa Chafee, thank you for spending time with us. Uh, quickly, tell us where we can watch this special and what time on Sunday. Nine o'clock on Sunday on Newsmax, um, on the Internet, on the app, cable provider. It'll be on Newsmax, and it'll be run over again multiple times. She is director, Ohio Parents' Rights and Education. She is Lisa Chafee. She's a friend of the show. Lisa, God bless you, and thank you for spending time with us today. Thanks, Jack. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, uh, stay tuned. We'll have State Representative Gary Click on an important bill in just a few minutes, so you don't want to miss that. Breaking news from the Epic Times, the United States Supreme Court is going to hear a case that was actually brought to it by the Department of Justice, but 
there might be humiliation in store for the DOJ and 15 D.C. District Court judges who have upheld Section 1512C2. Now, I'm going to get to the crux of this pretty quickly. That is an evidence-tampering statute that makes evidence-tampering a felony. What the DOJ did was they told people involved in the January 6th, what do you want to call it, uprising? I don't know, the January 6th events. I'm not going to call it what the press calls it because that's just false. Um, they said, look, you're going to go to jail for 20 years. And so many people entered plea deals. The 1512C2 statute was enacted to close a loophole during the Enron debacle that would allow an individual to be criminally prosecuted and charged and and punished for destroying evidence or tampering with evidence. Up to that point, an individual that induced someone else to do it would be convicted if they were guilty. This was created so that an individual – that is – they're trying to shove it under that umbrella. That's that's the crux of it. The Supreme Court is going to hear the case. I don't think that the Supreme Court is going to let stand over 300 prosecutions or maybe even plea deals that happened under the pressure of the DOJ – claiming that this statute applied to what happened on January 6th. This is a big deal. Plus, Jack Smith has charged Donald Trump with some counts under the same umbrella. So we'll keep our eyes on this. It took me longer to unpack than I wanted it to because this next uh, piece I want to follow up on. Lisa alluded to it. But I want to go into the weeds on it because it's important and it's going to really speak to the value of what Gary Click will talk to us about next. On a Friday in early October, Dan and Laura Jones received an urgent phone call from a social worker at Hilliard Memorial, their daughter Kate's suburban Columbus Middle School. Kate, the counselor notified them, was suicidal, a nightmare call for any parent, but out of left field in this particular case, Dan said. Not only had 13-year-old Kate not shown any previous signs of abnormal emotional distress at home. This was the first time Dan and Laura had ever been contacted by anyone from the school regarding their daughter and a mental health crisis. Now, those names have been changed to protect the family. As the story unfolded, the Joneses were shocked to learn that their daughter had been exhibiting symptoms of emotional distress for weeks at school and that she had allegedly been wrestling with gender dysphoria too. Even worse, multiple teachers knew something was wrong. Yet no one had contacted Kate's parents, Hilliard Memorial Principal Barry Bay, or even a counselor. Kate, the social worker, told Kate's dad, Dan, was suicidal because she actually wanted to be a boy. The incident is eerily reminiscent of Countless others that have been happening nationwide. Consider the case of <clears throat> January Little John, a Florida mother, 
who was blindsided after learning her local public school had secretly developed a six-page gender transition plan for her daughter. In fact, right around the same time, the Jones family was trying to process what was happening to Kate. English teachers at Upper Arlington's Hastings Middle School, just six miles east of Hilliard, neglected to tell parents they'd allowed a self-identified, quote, non-binary youth librarian to speak to students as young as 11 about non-binary and transgender books and themes. A a, a non-binary youth librarian to speak to students as young as 11. That's right in the wheelhouse of the age of my kids. About non-binary and transgender books and themes. Even the school's principal reported libs of TikTok was unaware of the guest in the school. As schools increasingly embrace the idea of exposing vulnerable teens and preteens to complex sexual themes, the line between affirmation and grooming is rapidly fading, and parents are beginning to question whether many educators are re- really have their children's best interest at heart. Legal experts note that schools pushing alternative sexual ideologies without parental consent are actually unconstitutionally interfering and the parent-child relationship and causing young children severe emotional distress. At the very least, schools are grossly unqualified to be taking these steps without parental involvement. The Jones family is still struggling when this article was written to come to grips with what exactly happened to Kate at Hilliard Memorial and how to heal. The one thing they do know is they want to help other families avoid the same fate. I feel like I have a responsibility, Dan said, to get this story out. I remember talking to Dan. I didn't write this story, but Lisa Murtha, an award-winning journalist for the Ohio Press Network, did. But I did talk to the family. And you would think that teachers in that district would be compelled under the responsibility to report, mandatorily report, health issues, that they would actually report them to the principal, to the parents, to someone. Now, I can tell you that the the family actually ended up moving out of the district. How sad is that? To go elsewhere to start over. But why are we allowing, we know, activists to push gender dysphoria and the people supporting the push are drug manufacturers that profit HIV drug manufacturers, chemical castration drug manufacturers from gender dysphoric teens and kids who go on medication. Clinics and health facilities make tons of money when body parts are mutilated. Folks, this is why House Bill 68 matters and house bill eight matters and so up next we're going to talk to state representative gary click about the safe act which prohibits the prescription of puberty blockers and hormones and gender mutilation surgeries to children and where that stands in the ohio house next